You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to yet another episode of Beside the Badge. We are counting down 2020 uh, right now. This was recorded in December of 2020, and uh, this is uh, wrapping up my first season of Beside the Badge. We're going to start 2021 with a new season. Got some exciting stuff coming down the line, but I wanted to talk to you guys specifically about uh, a series, a little series I'm doing that's going to be called uh, The Long Look in the Mirror. And uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Paul Buckner. I'm a civilian police chaplain in the American Midwest. I'm in the, the central Midwest. And I have the honor and the privilege of being able to minister as a chaplain uh, to uh, police departments in my area. A lot of them are underfunded and under understaffed. And I have the awesome privilege of being able to minister into those environments and to try to help keep good cops behind badges. It's a, it's a very important thing to me to do. If we don't have the good ones, we're in a world of hurt. So I've done it for over 10 years and I dearly love it. And I want to talk today and, and over the next uh, several episodes about um, about the long look in the mirror. Who are we as a person and are we, are we who we want to be? Are we where we want to be? Are we what we want to be? And so for me, I came face to face with this about four years ago. My son was getting close to graduating high school. He'd made some life changes and um, he'd been living with me. He moved back with his mom. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I, uh, my first wife left when my son was like six months old and uh, I remarried a few years later. I've been married for 17 years and uh, married a wonderful woman and uh, wish I could have found her the first time around. But I have an amazing kid. I love my son. He'd made some decisions, decided to move with his mom at that point and uh, had been living with me. And I suddenly found myself with a huge amount of time on my hands. And I'd always tried to be a very, very good dad. So I want to talk about being a good dad a little bit. And then I'm going to, and you've heard me, if you've listened to very many of my episodes, talk about that because it's very important to me. But then I'm going to jump over to really a journey of rediscovery for me. Some of this stuff I've talked about before, but we're going to deep dive into elements I haven't. And so um, I was that dad that I literally had a lady turn to me one time and she's like, you're like the perfect ex-husband. And I just went, what? And she's like, well, you, you see your kid and you, you pay your child support and, and I'm self-employed. So there's times I've even been behind on child support, but I've always caught up. And uh, being self-employed has its moments that are amazing. It has its moments that are not so amazing. <laughs> so it's feast or famine. You know, sometimes you eat steak and potatoes. Sometimes you just eat potatoes. But she's like, you're like the perfect ex-husband. And I said, well, I would like to think I'm closer to the perfect husband. And she laughed. And she's, and um, of course, I was, was and am married again at that point. I'm like, you know, whatever. It was just kind of an offhanded compliment, backhanded compliment. You know, I was like, I don't know if I like that one. But I, she had seen me be there for my son uh, many times when, when there were almost no parents at a game. I think I drove one time four hours one way to watch my kid. And the poor kid didn't even get to play. He had to sit on the bench for the entire game. But I, I tried to be there for him because I've seen what the absence of a father in a child's life can do, how detrimental it can be. And I've seen the destruction. Um, so I wanted him to have me in his life for better or worse for my flaws to see a man who's doing everything he he can to love his wife to to be a good husband to be a good father to be a man of god to to um just to try to be an example 
And if a young man doesn't have someone to steer him, a young lady doesn't have someone to steer her, they can find themselves in a world of hurt. So suddenly I found myself with a lot of free time on my hands. And ironically, we had done our holiday stuff. Uh, my wife and I, we usually do our Christmas on Christmas Eve. We had done our holiday stuff. And I found myself with a Christmas day uh, to myself. And what day of the year it is? really doesn't matter to me so much as family time together. So if I don't get to celebrate my birthday on my birthday, what could you do? You know, I, it's not a big deal to me. I've, I don't know how many times I've worked my birthday um, or whatever. And so I found myself with a Christmas day to myself. My wife was with family. She was elsewhere. That was fine. And I was thinking about what do I want to do? And so what I ended up doing was um, I decided to drive to an IMAX theater. And I was thinking, you know, what are the things that I've put off that I was going to do with my kid? And uh, cause I'm going to go do them. And I kind of like started making a bucket list and I started realizing I'm not where I want to be as a person. So I was driving, it was about a two hour drive. Cause back then there, there was not an IMAX within an hour of me. And uh, so I, I was driving about two hours to this IMAX theater and uh, on the way over, I started jotting down notes a lot of straight road, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, open road. And I was just thinking, what does Paul Bartner want? What do I want? Well, I want to be closer to God. I want to be, I want to be uh, a more skilled individual with my hands, with firearms. I want to be healthier. I want to be, you know, stronger. And those are not necessarily the same thing. You can be very unhealthy, but very strong. And you can be very healthy, <clears throat> but not strong. And I want to be both. I want to be healthier and stronger. I want to be uh, closer to God. Like I said, I want to be, I want to read more. And so when I was a kid, I read like, uh, like a novel every week and, uh, like a little, uh, uh, Hardy Boys novel every week, sometimes four. There were actually many, many times as a kid that I read up to about four of them. And then I started, I pretty much conquered all, I don't, I don't know that there's five Hardy Boys novels that of, of any of the originals up through the nineties that I haven't read. So, then I got into other books and different things. And I just, I read voraciously. And this is coming from a guy who was born severely dyslexic. And thanks to a very stubborn mother, uh, she made sure that I read well. And I owe her a great debt for that. But that being what it is, four years ago, I found myself on this drive to this IMAX. And I, I don't even remember what I saw. I, I don't even remember what the movie was. But I was like, you know what? I've seen movies on IMAXs before, but I want to do it again. And I don't think my son had ever been to an IMAX with me. So I'm like, I'm going to go do this. And, um, and then I started thinking about, okay, so I've always loved photography and I'm not diving into photography. Um, and I was kicking around on that, what I wanted to do. You know, I want to be that better shot. I want to be better with my hands. I want to be healthier. I want to be more up here in my brain. I want to be the best version of Paul Buckner that I can be. And I almost named this series being the best version of yourself. Um, but really, you have to take a long look in the mirror in order to do that. And this morning, as I was thinking about this series and, and putting the final touches on how I wanted to do it, that's what clicked with me was the long look in the mirror. And as I was driving over to this IMAX, I had had a two hour drive there and a two hour drive back. And it dawned on me that I really, there were aspects of myself that I didn't like. Um, I struggled with forgiveness and I think that's a very human thing and I'm not naturally good at forgiving. And there were some people in my life that I was very much struggling with forgiving. And I'm like, okay, not only as a Christian, 
should I be better at this? But as a person, I shouldn't be hanging on to this. It's like, it's like taking broken glass in your hand and, and clutching it as hard as you can and, and squeezing it and squeezing it. And then there's blood rolling out and it's hurting you. So you squeeze it harder. Yeah, no, I'm not into that and not anymore. And I, I try very hard to live a life of forgiveness, but I was not doing a very good job of it. And as a Christian, scripture literally says that we have to forgive if we want to be forgiven. Uh, and when I, when I was thinking about that, I'm like, I definitely want to be forgiven when I fall, you know, when I mess up, when I fall short, I want that grace for me. So I was thinking about that. I started making a list of things I wanted to do. I wanted to take day trips and do different things for hobbies and all this stuff. And then I started thinking about skills that I wanted to develop. So I went to the movie, I finished the trip, I came back and I, I, I made a list for that year. It was basically I'm going to do at least one really cool thing every month. I'm going to go to a Civil War reenactment because I'm a history buff. I'm going to go to a Comic-Con because I'm a nerd. Um, I'm going to read this entire book series. Um, And I I just realized I had put a lot of things on hold. And I I don't regret it because that's what you do, I think, when you're a good parent. You You don't forget who you are, which I almost did, but you you put things on hold to be there for your family. You could go rock crawling all weekend, or you could go, you know, do some, some fun thing all weekend and be, be gone all that time. And your kids will be the worst for it, or you can devote yourself to your marriage and and to your family. And so, um, I had coached like assistant coached my son's team for a soccer team one year. And I had been pretty much a soccer mom several times where I would have coaches come up to me and say, listen, I really appreciate you being here. Could you help me with this? And I'm like, what do you need? And I'm very supportive of the coaches when not every parent was and different things like that. I really had tried to be there. And so coming back from that, I realized these things have slackened up and I have time on my hands. Am I going to fill it with, and I, for a while I did some entertainment stuff, you know, am I going to fill it with entertainment? And uh, I did some, some playing, you know, I, I watched through entire TV series cause I had extra time on my hands and stuff. Um, and career-wise things were changing for my wife. She was going from full-time nursing, um, or she was, she had worked with a Christian school for a long time and then she'd gone back to nursing, but she had to go back at night. And so my life was changing a lot. The responsibilities were changing around the house. I was taking on a lot more responsibility instead of really sharing it with my wife where she was asleep when a lot of this stuff had to be done. And she was at work when a lot of this stuff, when, when, when it was too dark to do this stuff. And so, you know, I made sure to be a good husband. I was bringing her own food so she didn't have to cook all the time to take her food with her. And like I said, a lot of responsibilities were changing around the house, but I was finding myself with free time in weird places in weird ways that I didn't have it before. And so again, I started making this bucket list and what are some entertainment things I want to do? I want to go do this thing. And I started thinking really heavily about classes. There were classes, there were things I wanted to learn and uh, I have a background in church security and safety. I've got a background in executive protection. And there were a lot of skill sets that I wanted to develop. I wanted to be a Swiss Army knife. I felt like I was a spork and I wanted to be a Swiss Army knife, as it were. And now I feel like I'm a lot more, some of you will be able to see this. I feel like I'm a lot more like a, like the Leatherman. What's the one I have? I've got the Leatherman Surge. And uh, it's the only multi-tool I've never managed to, to completely break. I've broken a couple pieces of it, but I'm pretty hard on multi-tools and I use them in a variety of things. And so um, all of that being what it is, I wanted to be more. So I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and we'll come back and we will wrap up part one of our, of our series talking about the long look in the mirror. So I'm blessed to have three 
three sponsors. So I've got John Leo Riley with Gentle Response. I love what he teaches because he takes years and years of his background in law enforcement, and he's now fortunate enough to be retired, and he teaches others. He takes his his background of all the years of the things that he learned in the field as a law enforcement officer, and he infuses that into people in a high-pressure situation so that you have somebody in your face yelling at you, screaming at you, and you are de-escalating. That's what he teaches is de-escalation training. And the, the greatest tool that an officer will use 99% of the time is going to be their mouth to get out of a situation to prevent something bad from happening. And uh, if we rely on force too much uh, in an environment like that, whether we're doing security, executive protection, whether we are in law enforcement, whatever, there are some crazy things that can happen there. So that that is what that is. Then, um, uh, so his John Lee O'Reilly. Uh, gentle response. I love his training. I've never seen hands-on de-escalation training taught this way. Then we've got Got Your Six Coffee. My buddy Eric Hadley with Got Your Six Coffee. Um, he has an amazing, an amazing uh, mission, and that is service to those who serve. So he takes award-winning coffee. He's located in Springfield, Missouri. He takes award-winning coffee, and he uses the proceeds from it past what it costs for him, for him to survive, and he, he lives pretty frugal. He gives it away to law enforcement, paramedic, EMT, firefighter, and veteran causes, and I love it. I've seen it change lives. I've, I've been there and done events, whether I was helping serve coffee or, or pulling security details for events that he has put on or participated in, and I have seen uh, the lives changed. I've seen people who were suicidal come back from situations and go, wow, I this made a difference for me. This changed my life. It's service to those who serve is his mission, and it's called Got Your Six Coffee. I absolutely love it. I drink it every day because I know there's purpose in every cup. I know this man personally. He's a, he's a good friend. He's a good man. He's got an incredible mission, and I can't wait to see where God takes it. If you like coffee and you like helping people, check out Got Your Six Coffee. Thirdly is Matt Combs with Shield Force International. It's got, this guy's a young guy. Uh, he's probably a decade plus younger than me. Um, very high speed very high speed, uh, teaches a variety, uh, many topics, has more certifications than I have time to, to describe in this entire episode, has run with some pretty high speed people, is law enforcement. And one of the biggest things he teaches that is, that is pertinent to today to law enforcement is surviving the ambush training. And he teaches on a variety of topics. You can check him out online, uh, SFI training, dot com and uh, just look up Shield Force International on the interwebs. Get on there. If you have not already, why haven't you? But if you haven't already, get on there and uh, like and subscribe to their material. Now let's get back to talking about the long look in the mirror. So I began to realize that there were personality flaws, things that I didn't like about myself, um, uh, my follow through on projects, especially projects that I was working on for myself. Um, improving myself, changing something around our ranch, changing something inside the house, making me a better person, doing, doing some project for me. I realized I wasn't, I wasn't keeping my promises to myself and I didn't like that. I struggled with forgiveness issues. Didn't like that. And many of us have long held addictions or bad habits that we want gone out of our lives. And I realized if I was going to fix them, now was the time. 
And when I had taken that long look in the mirror, I didn't like what I saw. And I don't think that I was a bad man, but I was not who I am intended to be. And I am currently, by the grace of God, the best version of myself that I've ever been. I am the strongest I've ever been. I am the healthiest I've ever been. Um, I am still bald. So if you're still, if you're watching this in, in, uh, on a video, I apologize. Yes, I am very much bald. Uh, if you are blessed to be listening to this by audio, I, you've been spared. But um, I realized I wanted to make some changes and I began to look at those things very critically. And uh, so, like I said, the first year was a lot of entertainment-based stuff. I'm going to go do this thing that I've never taken the time to do. I'm going to go to a museum. And I took a trip. I took a trip and went to Kansas City, went to the World War One Museum, walked around, and I had taken some pictures and what have you. And um, coming away from that, um, I ate really good food. I stayed at a couple of different Airbnbs. I'd never done that. I'd always wanted to do that. And I was like, man, this is really cool. And uh, the, I was letting myself enjoy things that I had always reserved for trips with my kid. And uh, I didn't have my plus one anymore. And so uh, uh, it just was a blast. I started going to a movie every week and I would see uh, there was a theater local to me. Uh, we'll see if they survived COVID. But I went to this movie theater and like every Tuesday morning, they did like a 10 o'clock in the morning showing and being self-employed, um, I would just that I would go to that movie whatever they were playing that I wanted to see if they had something I wanted to see. And I'd watch the movie. And then when I got out of the movie, flip my phone on and I had booked out the appointments for the afternoon. And then I would just return any calls from clients and I would go on with my week. And so I was seeing a movie every week. I started reading books for entertainment more than, more than just for business. And I started uh, keeping track of the books I was reading. I did a little thing on Facebook and this is something I would challenge you to do. Um, I, I put up a, a list of things leaving that year. And I do this every year now leaving that year, I had a list of things that I wanted to do. I wanted to read um, this many books. And it was like, I think it was like the first time around, I think it was like two books a month. And uh, over time, I discovered audiobooks, And then I could be working on the ranch and making improvements. So I wanted to improve things around the ranch that had slowly become dilapidated fences, some stuff with the barn, some stuff with the house, some stuff inside the house, some stuff with some vehicles. There were just things that I wanted to change for the better. And so I would go out with an audiobook on and I started, I started just tearing through audiobooks because I could turn up, like if I was working with the tractor, I could turn up an audiobook and have hearing protection on. And most of the time I could hear the book well. Um, I could be working out in the barn or whatever. I'd be, I'd be working on, like I said, projects, clearing brush or whatever, and listening to something. And I was just tearing it up. And uh, I would turn on um, like some type of an educational video. YouTube is full of edutainment. And that's something I've come to dearly, dearly love is edutainment material. So I would take that and, and be learning and listening and having these aha moments and backing it up and listening again. And over that time, I actually began to discover things like podcasts. And actually really in the last two years and majorly in 2020, uh, have I discovered podcasts and everything that that has brought to the table. Um, there are podcasts that I've listened to that I've come away from that I'm not the same person I was before I listened to it. On that topic, one of the things that I wanted to do more of was volunteer more. And with my church, there was a great opportunity that came up. I had been limited on what I could do volunteer-wise. I would involve my son with it whenever possible, but I've been limited on what I could do volunteer-wise with my church. 
because of obligations with him. I had to leave at a certain time to go pick him up. I had to leave at a certain time to drop him off. And I wanted to make sure that the time that we spent together was a mixture of of work and play. You know, I taught him to work. I wanted him to understand that that a lot of life is work, but at the same time, you know, being self-employed, we'd go spend, he'd be with me during the summer or something, and we'd spend um, half of a day me working on clients' computers, and then we'd go catch a movie and go out for ice cream. Um, but it had limited me on some of the volunteering I could do. And I wanted to volunteer more. I wanted to use that time wisely. And so there were times like I would turn on a television show that I was interested in watching, you know, again, this is four years ago. It's changed a lot. I, I just having these aha moments thinking about how much my, 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 uh, entertainment thoughts have changed. What I find entertaining has changed over the last four years, but I would have a TV show going or something. And uh, my church had had a need for someone to take over their maintenance. We had a guy that was a volunteer that had done it for years and the poor guy was just worn out. He was tired. And I think he was just ready for something different. He had, he had his own life changes and obligations going on. And so I uh, came in, volunteered for the position. I said, with the stipulation that I needed the board to vote in a certain amount of money a month because ladies were complaining about lights here, this thing there, or whatever. And if you've ever worked with any kind of a board, God bless them, boards can be a great thing. But you know, you vote on something and then somebody's supposed to go do it. And it just ended up being one of these things where on a month-to-month basis, we were having to vote for this thing or that thing or the other. And I said, hey, I just I want I want the freedom to go do this thing. So if this light fixture needs changed, give me a certain budget a month. And the building needed a facelift. And by the grace of God, it got one. And other people started getting involved. I was a very small part of it, but I got to be there when the pump was primed. And this old church really needed a lot of TLC. And uh, I was there at that church for 25 years. And I, I still drive by and see changes now. We're at a different church for the better part of two years now. And I will see uh, positive changes. I was there for a Thanksgiving event this year, and they still have positive changes going on. And I got to be there for part of that. Well, four years ago, um, I would turn on, it would be some YouTube documentary. Um, um, I think I had Netflix before they kind of went off the deep end still. Um, I, I do a lot with documentaries. I have Amazon Prime and I have the Prime Video and there's a lot of documentaries. And so I would be listening to things and learning. And for me, it was it allowed me to deep dive into things that I enjoyed history, right? And so I'd be learning something. I had my Bluetooth in. Somebody would come in and I'd pause whatever I was listening to. And I was listening to a video is what I was doing. And that was before I really got into audiobooks as much as I am today, thinking back. And especially before I got into podcasts, somebody would come in and be like, wow, this is so cool. And I'd get with all the ladies about what room they wanted painted next or whatever. And I got to the point, these little ladies would come up to me that very sweet and they'd take me by the elbow and they'd guide me over to a spot and they'd be like, okay, we need a guardrail here. We need this. And they knew that I had permission to uh, make repairs and make changes that would benefit the church. That was a huge blessing for me because I was giving to something bigger than myself in a way that was very fulfilling. And I had done a lot of volunteering. I'd done street ministry. I've baptized people. But it was a way for me to consistently volunteer and do something productive with my time. And it really blew open my chaplain ministry because I had a lot more time to ride. I'd have officers stop by the church because I was at the church almost every day for whether it was for 10 minutes or two hours. 
And there were projects I would do like on a Wednesday, if I, if I had a slower week and I knew I was coming up on a holiday or something, I would take and just mark Wednesday off and I'd work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and I would spend all day Wednesday working at the church and people would come in on Sundays. And I just, I loved it when people would come in the door on Sundays and wham, there was this big new thing, this big new change. And so I began to fall in love at that point with working and educating myself while I worked. And so all these lifestyle changes were going on. And, you know, like I said, with my wife, I had extra free time because of her schedule changing and I missed her desperately, but I was, I was trying to make adjustments and that I've always loved self-education, but that was a time that volunteering and self-education came together. And, uh, so as I, as I morphed through that and realized, Hey, these are things I don't like about myself. I want to improve them. I started falling in love with audiobooks and, and going back and then going forward, uh, on that topic, I started off with just educate, um, entertainment rather. So I listening to this sci-fi book or listening to this novel, whatever. And then, um, more and more, I started discovering like this one's on business. This one's on personal development. This one's on improving this thing in your life. That is this, whatever. And I just absolutely fell in love with listening to things like that and having these aha moments. And uh, I, it was during that time that I developed this passion that I have. I love to listen to audiobooks um, about like Navy SEALs and Army Rangers and people who've been through some horrific, terrible things like the like Lone Survivor by Marcus Luttrell. And there's so many little nuggets in there. Like Marcus Luttrell was so severely injured, he's dragging himself along the ground. And he would make a line on the ground because his legs weren't working. He was just Swiss cheesed with bullet holes. And he, as he's dragging himself along, he would make a mark on the ground. And then he would pull himself with his arms up to that mark. And he'd make a mark on the ground. He'd pull himself up to that place. And I began to realize, um, yeah, wow, as Americans, we're kind of wussified. <laughs> here, here, and here, this guy, this is a man's man out there. He's pulling himself up and going to the next thing. And it's one thing to it's one thing to live your day-to-day -day life and it's another thing to live it with with purpose on purpose and i try to live life on purpose and uh, so i'd have officers come by and visit with me at the at the church and do walkthroughs with me we did a lot of law enforcement training at the church airsoft and different things i started becoming a uh, a pin cushion for airsoft training where i was the bad guy i was opposition force known as op4 for a lot of law enforcement training. I've still got some of the scars to prove it. I've got a nasty one on my left side from colliding with a wall during some training. And, but it, it benefited my brethren in law enforcement. It was really, really a good thing across the board. And I built a lot of deep relationships that are some of my closest friendships to this day. And so instead of falling into a slump or becoming depressed, I chose to go that direction. I was taking my free time and doing something extremely positive with it. And it, and it, had huge benefits. People were becoming more and more proud of our church and wanting to invite people. It was beginning this renaissance within our church. And it really blessed me as a person because um, about two years later, about two years ago now, um, my pastor and arguably my best friend um, who had run that church for 21 years, he passed away. And that was, and suddenly it was an unexpected death. And I was so glad that I had poured myself into bettering the church, bettering it relationally, bettering it um, cosmetically. And, and people, you know, the people were really enjoying that. I built a lot of really neat relationships during that time. And I don't regret any of it. That volunteering was huge. So I'm going to come back and recap and we're going to close this episode out. Um, 
you would think as a person, and I've talked about this before early, early in this season uh, in a prior episode, but you would think, you would think as a person that we could sit in a room by ourselves, surrounded by the movies we want to watch and the games we want to play and the, you know, the, 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 the entertainment stuff that we want get up when we want, go to sleep when we want, nobody tells us what to do, you would think that would make us happy. But it doesn't, not even a little bit. And that's the sad thing about that is it doesn't make us happy. And giving ourselves away does. Literally being out there in the in the public volunteering does. And I had done it during the Japan Tornado. Um, it had really blessed me as a person. I have seen God's people out there loving on people, doing doing love right, and I loved being part of that, and it changed me as a person in volunteering. I don't know how many times people would come in, they'd be hurting over something, they'd see a vehicle there at the church, they'd pull in, we'd start talking. I don't know how many times I prayed with people. It was, a, it was an amazing ministry opportunity for me. Volunteering is huge. And making the shift from entertainment-seeking only, which is a selfish act only seeking entertainment i still watch movies i still watch a tv show with my wife last night we watched two episodes um after we had our date night and came home we watched two episodes of a show before bed uh and then i read a little bit before bed that kind of thing um can still be healthy entertainment can be healthy entertaining yourself can be healthy but edutainment and we'll talk more in the next episode uh, is very, very important. And so for me, that long look in the mirror was showing me I wanted to volunteer more. I wanted to educate myself more on different topics. And there were personality flaws and things I didn't like about myself, not following through with stuff uh, that I didn't like. And I have um, an ADD personality. So doing a lot of these projects at the church really blessed me. Like I had to level up my painting skills. And I, I would go in there and devote myself and I would be painting an entire, like, I'm going to paint this entire hallway today. I'm going to take this entire Saturday and paint this hallway. And then it'll be dry. And by the time people come in on Sunday, it'll look amazing. So I would do that and clean everything up and uh, leave. And then people would come in the next Sunday and be like, whoa, what happened? And it, it's amazing what having like a semi-gloss paint on the ceiling can do for a room to lighten it up, especially a hallway. And I was talking to people at Lowe's and whatever about, you know, how do I do this and what do I do with that? And and I had been given a list of colors from the ladies. And what was happening was week by week, people were seeing this, but so was I. And it helped me with completing really more than I thought it would. It helped me with completing these little tasks. And I began to like myself more because I was catching myself instead of like partially finishing projects, I was actually finishing projects. And of course, being in the in the eye, you know, people seeing it, you have to finish this wall, you have to get this done, you have to get this ceiling done, you have to change out these light fixtures, you can't let wires hang down out of the ceiling. And it really was helping me with those things, those little parts of my personality that I didn't like. And so my stick and my drive, looking back four years ago, I'm like, man, I struggled with that more than I realized. And uh, the me from today kind of wrinkles his nose about the me from then, about not having that focus. So uh, that has been huge for me to stick with projects and to finish them. So I'm going to close out this episode in prayer as we close out 2020. And uh, I will talk to you on the next, next episode. So dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you for the opportunity to minister into law enforcement. I thank you for, for our law enforcement officers out there, for every officer that hears this, Lord God, I ask for protection for them, over them, over their families, Lord God, I ask that you would keep them safe as they are 
out there protecting us on the street, Lord God, that you would bless the good ones, that you would help them to prosper, Lord God, that you would help those that realize that are are uh, hurting, that you would heal them, Lord God, and the ones that are that are the bad officers, Lord God, that handful of bad eggs out there, the bad seeds, that you would help them to find something else to do, um, that they need to get away from law enforcement because they're giving it a bad name. And Lord God, I thank you for the the 98% of them that are amazing people. I lift them up to you. I ask that you protect them supernaturally, Lord God, that you would literally bend the bullets around them, that you'd cause the bad guy to stumble before they can harm these officers. We ask this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Beside the Badge podcast. Stay safe out there and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. 